You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Indians, brought to you by rockauto.com. Rock Auto, huge selection, great prices, rockauto.com. So, we have a lot to talk about. We know what the Indians roster is going to be, and it's an interesting one because it's going to require more moves. This is just the beginning of it. Uh, it, this is step one of many, might be the best way to look at it, because right now the Indians roster is sitting at 39 out of 40 players, or 39 players on the 40 men. That is not counting Delano DeShields, who, because of COVID, when you have a COVID issue, doesn't count against your 40 man. So sooner rather than later, he is going to have to get moved back on. Right now, though, technically the Indians are sitting there at 39 players. And this is important because they have a lot of players to add. Who made the team? Dominic Leone needs to be added to the 40-man. Cam Hill needs to be added to the 40-man. Uh, Mike Freeman needs to be added to the 40-man. That's three players are all going to be added. They're keeping all three utility infielders. They're keeping Greg Allen and Bradley Zimmer. Who didn't make it? James Hoyt got sent down. His velocity has not been back all the way. We talked about kind of the injury and what he's dealing with. I still thought he had a chance to make it. We'll see. Um... I don't know if he has any options left. Uh, he must. Uh, and Hunter Wood didn't make it, and he is out of options, so that clears a roster spot as well because he's going to be designated for assignment. We'll see if anyone claims him. But as of now, he is going to be... He's not with the Indians, basically. I think someone will probably claim Hunter Wood uh, when he is uh, you know, placed out there. So that opens a spot, and you use the other temporary open spot until Delano Shields is ready to go. You still need to take someone off the 40-man. So before we even start talking about roster and construction and all that other fun stuff, let's just, at a very base level, look at who's going to be the other cut, who's going to be let go by the Cleveland Indians who is currently on their 40-man roster because someone has to be taken off. There's not an infielder to cut. There could be some outfielder, but it's not looking great there either uh, unless they decide to cut Bowers. I don't think they're going to cut Jake Bowers. I think they're going to send him to camp. I think they do not want, they have the chance to let him play in the minors. They'd rather do that than uh, let him go and risk him meeting his potential somewhere else. So what other arm gets let go at this point is basically what it comes down to. This has to be a pitcher. They only have two catchers. Both are on the roster. Every single infielder on the 40-man is currently on the roster. The only outfielders who are not on the roster who are on the 40-man are Daniel Johnson and Jake Bowers. And again, Delano Shields, but he doesn't count against the 40-man in its current state. So who are they going to cut? It has to be a pitcher. Who gets released from the 40-man? I don't think it's Logan Allen. It's not going to be any of these people who are currently on roster. So that leaves us with, do they let James Hoyt go? Is he not going to be someone who gets reassigned? Um, does he not have any op? I mean, I would think in the stuff I read, no one mentioned the fact that he's out of options. So I think they could option him if they wanted to. So is it Hoyt? Is it Sam Hentges? Is it Juan Carlos Mejia? Or, I mean, it's basically got to be one of those three. Because when you have a 30-man roster, which is what they're going to have for the first so many weeks of the year, there's a very limited amount of, you know, there's 10 guys you're not carrying who are on your 40-man. And when you're the Indians, we talked about, you know, there's the two outfielders who are likely going to stay down there. 
and then eight pitchers. And amongst those eight pitchers, like Tristan McKenzie is one of them. They're not going to let him go, but he also wasn't ready to pitch this year. Uh, like I said, if you look at the top list, this Logan Allen. They're not letting him go. The other pitchers who aren't on this, I mean, the the 10 players who are not on their 40-man, I'm sorry, nine, because they were at 39, uh, the nine guys, you have Logan Allen, Daniel Johnson, Jake Bowers, Sam Henkes, James Hoyt, Tristan McKenzie, Juan Carlos Mejia, Scott Moss, Jeffrey Rodriguez. So who gets cut from that group? I think it has to be either Hoyt or it has to be Juan Carlos Mejia or Henkes. It's one of those three. One of those three players is it has to be the, the guy who's getting taken off. The only other player I think even enters the conversation is Bowers, and I don't think they do that. Uh, I guess Bobby Bradley is the other guy to consider. I kind of too quickly gone through the list, but Bobby Bradley, it just hit me, is on the 40-man. He could be taken off, honestly. Um, So I'd consider those names, but someone's got to go. And then when Delano Shields gets healthy, someone else has to go. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what they do then. Uh, Very much going to be a situation where two players are going to have to be taken from the 40-man relatively quickly. We'll see. Juan Carlos Mejia, he still hasn't made it to double A, and this is already a second option year. And he's not going to make it to, you know, he's in camp, but he's not, you know, he'll get his reps, but he's not pitching. I mean, he seems like a guy I would feel comfortable uh, doing that with. We'll see if the Indians feel the same way or if they, you know, keep rostering him. Uh, the, the last time they did something like that was uh, Danny Salazar, and that worked out pretty well, though he didn't have two years uh, in a row. He had gotten to the majors by that second year. And I ended up being very wrong. They kept Allen and Zimmer, and basically their comment was that Bauer's best position is first base, and they have Santana there, at least for now. And in terms of pitching, you know, I wasn't sure. I thought Leone, Hoyt, uh, and Cam Hill, I thought Hill probably wouldn't get a chance to stick around, but here we are. Instead, that's uh, Hunter Wood, who they decided to pass on. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out, and what, in like three weeks, they have to cut two more. So this is just the beginning. Uh, And then a few weeks after that, it's going to be two more, right? So this is very temporary. They're going to see which one of these guys can go out and do their jobs. And I think in the next cut down, you probably lose one reliever and one of those outfielders. So we'll see from there. And honestly, we're in a situation where when Delano DeShields is healthy, uh, you know, Zimmer and Allen could end up being sent down, whereas the pitching staff, one of that group of Hill and Leone, probably ends up getting sent to the minors uh, at that point in time. But it's all very forward-thinking. We'll have to see what happens, how things shake out. It is interesting to see. Everything had to be announced by 11 o'clock on Thursday, and we found out a little bit before then, quite a bit before then. But for now, we have a roster. We can debate. We can argue. But 30 men is set. The rotation is set. The lineup seems set. It really comes down to the pen at this point in time, and we will talk about the pen in just a minute. I want to first talk about our sponsor, which is CBMD. I have talked about CBMD. They're a brand new sponsor all week. They are, you know, a really interesting site where you can go and not just find things to help you, but to find things that can also help your pets as well. I I talked about on the when I went to the site and checked it out myself. 
they have two big products that really stand out. That's the CBD Freeze with Menthol. That's an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints and a convenient and easy-to-use roller, roller or shareable squeeze tube. And the CBD Recovery, which combines CBD with other inflation-fighting compounds like vitamin B6 to give you support you need where it matters the most. And what's really cool about this right now is that they have this, I mean, what is a pretty big offer through our site. You're going to go... And use the promo code Locked On MLB, which is great for us who do the MLB podcast. It lets them know that supporting the MLB podcast is worthwhile, and you're getting 25% off. If you're someone who already uses CBD oils, uh, you can go and get 25% off of their products, and it had free shipping when I went, went and looked at the website. If you're someone who's been curious to check it out, here's your chance. 25% off. Go and see uh, if this is the right thing for you. CBDMD.com. Promo code locked on MLB. Okay, so in terms of the bullpen, Brad Hand was topping out at 92 today. Uh, his stuff has seemed very flat. You know, he got shut down last year. When he came over, he was good. Not great, I feel like, in that first season with the Indians. Then he was fantastic for half a season. And then he utterly fell apart in what... Uh, Sorry, I went to type his name into uh, on uh, Google, and instead I got brand handbags because yes, that is definitely what I was looking for. Stupid autocorrect, but he was awesome for about half the season, like really awesome, like legitimate all-star, one of the best relievers in baseball, and then it just fell apart on him. And it's one of those trades you can't help but look back and wonder: Did the Indians do it right? Like I've never been a big Jeremy, John Jeremy. And someone else, that's a, another picture. I've never been a big Mejia fan. Like, I've been very honest that I think it's a limited tool set for him to be successful. But he was a big prospect who had a lot of perceived value in deals. And for the Indians, the big thing was they were getting six years of control of Adam Simber. I don't know if he's even a league average pitcher. He has been incredibly inconsistent over the last two years. And they bought high on a guy who was having... Uh, who. It's always a red flag when they're doing something better than they ever did in the minors by a significant margin. And that's what it was. They got Simber, who at the time looked like this great setup man, and they got Hand, who was one of the best left-handed pitchers in baseball, and that was a definite need for that team at the time. But uh, 2019, you know, he stepped into the closer role, and that first half, batters uh, hit 200 off of him, 265 on base, 304 slugging, 569 OPS. Second half, 310, 383, 512, 895. And if we just go month by month, uh, through July, he is great. And then August, they're hitting 348, 423, 457. And then when you get into September, October, you know, two point, or I'm sorry, 364, 500, three, uh, 636. And he just got lit up. Uh, even as June was starting to trend upwards, basically every single month it got worse and worse in terms of his production, which not a great sign. You know, in that first year at the Indians, there were concerns about diminished velocity. He was untouchable April through May. June, he was touchable. He was an average pitcher. You know, basically look at those numbers. He became very average in June and July. So he was untouchable, average, awful. That was his year. Two months, two months, two months, basically. What do they have in Brad Hand? I have no idea. I don't know what we're going to see. I'm not 
comfortable with him as the closer. I'm not comfortable with him in a high leverage situation. I'm not comfortable with anyone in the Indians pen in a high leverage situation, if I got to be honest. James Karinchak, yeah, the stuff is great, but I thought it was interesting the other day when he super, super struggled out of the pen and they brought up, well, he didn't get to pitch his little bullpen before he came in. And I remember him in double A where like he one time almost refused to come into a game because he didn't get to, to do his bullpen. Um, he is a very much a creature of habit type. He has to do things set ways. It's almost OCD. I remember talking to people in the minors about that. And for some people that works well, but for him, if he doesn't, things need to go in a set pattern and something as simple as not getting to throw a short bullpen session, uh, the way he expected can throw him off and throw off his performance. I believe he didn't record an out in that little inter-scrimmage game after that. Uh, and there's just always the command issues. This stuff is so good. He could be really good. I just don't know about the consistency. And the consistency, I mean, again, this is a guy we're counting on and people are talking about is the, the closer this year. And again, the stuff is just unbelievable. But he missed large chunks of last year due to injury. And before last year, and even when you look at his time in AAA, this is a guy whose command has been, you know, several grades below average. It's a lot to count on him to change that. There are a lot of guys who can do a lot of really great things who struggle with command to the point that makes them unusable. Um, the Indians have had a few in their system. Sean Armstrong, uh, Bryce Stowell come to mind who missed a ton of bats but also walked a ton of guys. Uh, the big thing last year, honestly, was I mean, he, he wasn't walking guys when he got up to Cleveland. He was fantastic in those five innings. And in Akron, it was the same thing. In Columbus, it was 17 innings, but Akron was only 10. And for his entire career, over three years in the minors, looking at 102 innings, that's short even for a reliever. Like, typically, they do multi-innings, or they find ways to kind of build up their performance, and you get more reps, you can see more. His lack of innings shows he hasn't stayed healthy either in his time in the minors. 2018 and 2019 were both years where he missed time due to injury. That's another concern. Is he going to be able to hold up? And you know, I just I keep harping on the bullpen, but Phil Maton, you feeling comfortable, feeling great about him? Uh, Adam Simber, we talked about. You feeling really comfortable there? Brad Hand, Karen Chalk, Oliver Perez, Adam Pletko. Nick Wetgren, I mean, I, I don't know if they have one guy that you are 100% sure is going to have even an average season. Like, if you told me that every single member of their bullpen was going to have uh, a below average season, I would believe it. If you told me that uh, that bullpen was going to be an above average season, I'd believe it. If you told me all of them were going to be average, I would believe it. It is an incredibly volatile group, and that's going to be an issue. It's going to be a big issue for this team. Because without rest, you're going to be relying on the pen. And if, let's say, Karen Chalk does continue to develop and becomes a star, great. But you can't use him in every single game. There's not a lot of rest. I think, was it the first 14 games were all in a row? You're going to have to give rest to these relievers. So even if, you know, Oliver Perez, who had great stretches, had some bad stretches, but is not a guy you want really facing righties a lot. He's going to have to be used in the right way. You know, Nick Wetgren, the secondary stats showed a guy who got a little bit lucky, and his performance did tail off a bit last year as well. Phil Maton, to me, is just Hunter Wood. They're, they're like the same guy. Um, I, I didn't have a whole lot of uh, feelings about either of them. But that's kind of where we are with this team. And 
any aspiration of the Cleveland Indians, I feel like this bullpen is going to be the downfall of it. I, I just don't have a lot of faith and or trust in what's there. What do you what do you guys think? What do am I being an alarmist person or do you agree with me? Do you think that this bullpen is going to be a massive issue and could hold back the Indians more than anything else? And it's not a great market. I mean, the bullpen market is so bad right now that uh, when Brian Shaw and Jake McGee got let go by the Rockies, they were both signed within 24 hours. McGee to uh, the Dodgers and Shaw to Seattle. It's a it's not an easy thing to find relief help right now. Uh, I mean, you go and you look at the Royals trading Tim Hill. They got really good value for Tim Hill and his, uh, you know, yes, Hill has a lot of control, but they got a really toolsy outfielder, and they got a guy who, uh, Balonas, the pitcher, if you told me he ended up being a better reliever than Tim Hill, I'd believe you. I think that's that's very possible as well. Like it's going to be a high cost to acquire a reliever, and you know when the Indians paid their own high cost to get Hand and Simber, they bought high on Simber and Hand. The whole thing was a very reasonable contract for what three and a half years. They got him at the halfway part. Yeah, it'd be three and a half years of a reasonable contract, which was incredibly valuable. It's why when they went out and got uh, you know Miller. I always want to say Adam and not Andrew, different Millers in Indians history. But when you went out and got, you know, Andrew Miller, you paid a ton to get him because you're getting all of those years of control. Now they didn't expect him to come completely undone at the end of that. But that's what we're dealing with now with Miller and Allen and, you know, their implosion led the Indians to go get hand hand is now there's concerns. He could be imploding. And that's where, you know, the, the guy who was supposed to step up was Class A. It's who they got for Kluber. He was supposed to be the player who's going to fill this void for them, and he's suspended for the year. Karen Chalk's the other guy. And then, you know, Nick Sandlin, Kyle Nelson. These are the other players you're hoping can maybe step up and fill that void at some point. I mean, they do have some interesting relief options down there. Uh, I, I still think Sam Henkes could be an interesting guy. Just moved into the pen. He was really unsuccessful as a starter last year. So I would love to just see him given the uh, the a pen roll. And, I mean, that's kind of where we are for this year. Their best chance at adding talent is likely going to be internally. So we have to hope they're going to find something that some of these guys step up. Um, you know, the the guy I just want to point out who I think maybe could be that guy who could be the reliever that comes up and surprises and helps first off cam hill i I really like his addition i think he could be a guy who helps this franchise he has always missed bats um again justin lada who i talk is a great follow um he talked about that cam hill had added a pitch and i can't think what it is now off the top of my head um in the off season so i have to see how he can you know perform he is six years in the minors he's finally getting a chance in the majors i always love to see that former day three pick who's done well career strikeout rate of over eight career walk rate under three he has all the peripherals uh you look at last year in columbus the walk rate was up over four the strikeout rate was up over 12 his big issue is being homer prone and that's something we have seen uh the last two years we'll have to see if he can get around that and when it comes to, you know, Leone, 
the Cardinals paid a pretty hefty price to acquire him in the first place. Uh, I believe that was uh, the one up the middle player who's now with the Astros, who they traded to uh, to acquire him because he had had that uh, great year with Toronto in 2017, where he was fantastic. Uh, since then, he has become incredibly home run prone. Uh, that is, before that year in Toronto, when he was in Arizona the previous two seasons, he was incredibly home run prone. The one year of success, his home run rate was under one. Of the last five years, three of those years, his home run rate has been over two. Uh, that's like beyond Josh Tomlin territory. So for him to be successful, for them to have any chance of this guy helping them, that has to improve. Uh, we'll see if it does. I mean, his walk rate also has ballooned up the last two years. And again, you go to that year in Toronto when he was age 25, everything was a career high. Nothing has come close to that since. Maybe the Indians can fix him. But then again, St. Louis is one of those organizations that never seems to let a guy go that turns into something. They know their pitchers well. They have turned a lot of they are as good as the Cleveland Indians when it comes to pitcher development. So I don't have a whole lot of faith there. Sorry this one turned so negative, but the bullpen, I think, is the team's Achilles heel, and we're going to have to see how this goes. Uh, I want to remind everyone that rockauto.com is our sponsor today. They're our sponsor at the top of the show. They are a fantastically easy-to-navigate website, tons of great prices, tons of parts and pieces, any car you need, you can find what you need at rockauto.com. And remember, when you go and you make your order from rockauto.com, in the little box where it says, how'd you find out about us, write Locked On. Write Locked On MLB. Let them know. Write Locked On Indians if you really want to let them know. But rockauto.com, great selection, fantastic prices, easy to navigate site. I want to thank you all for listening. Baseball is almost upon us. I've been Jeff Ellis. You have been fantastic as always. And remember, go Tribe.